We're not in the great outdoors. We're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. Hey, welcome back to the camp house at Kender Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder. Front door to the camp house is brought to you by a great product called Fortiflora, America's number one canine probiotic. And yes, it works when GI upset occurs, but it works just as well as a preventative before that long drive on that summer trip to the beach or the mountains safe enough to give every single day and steady up that gi system throughout changes in water changes in routine forta flora find it wherever you buy your pet products your vet knows all about it got a great show lined up for you today we're going to learn all about the texas freshwater fishery center with the director of the center tom lang he's a wildlife or fisheries a biologist, knows of what he speaks, and a delight to hang out with. I did that at his office at the Freshwater Fishery Center a few days ago, and we'll roll that back for you today. Also, a couple of bird dog pros, Carl Gunzer from Colorado, and from up around St. Louis, Missouri, it's Keith Shop. These guys are going to help us pick a puppy. What do they look at when it's time to pick that new bird dog puppy? That conversation is on the way in just a little while, but first of all, I want to bring a guy back in here that was on the show last week. He's a Bassmaster Elite Series angler, Will Davis Jr. I've got him on that Kinder Outdoors trot line. Will Davis Jr. was on the show last week talking about his victory, Bassmaster Elite Series Tour victory, victory number one for Will on that tour. And Will, I know there's a lot of young guys uh, that listen every week that, man, they want to hold that trophy up one of these days, too. How did Will Davis Jr. get to that stage, the Bassmaster Elites? I qualified through the Bass Nation. I joined our local club here, uh, the Federation Club, and fished uh, locally. Made it up through the uh, made a state championship. Um, won the state championship um, at Lake Martin. Made the uh, South Super Regional. Which is uh, we each team or each state takes ten guys and they go compete at the regional. And if you beat everybody in your uh, state, you get to go to the national championship. So once you get to the national championship, if you win the whole event, you get to make the league series. So I'm prime. I'm a prime example, man. I never thought I could make it, but you pray about it, work hard, you can make it. I promise you. The key to that is pray about it if it's in the Lord's will and you're obedient to Absolutely. Him. Absolutely. 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 100%. There you are. That's where you're going to be. Uh, to, to do this, for this all to work out, you've got to have a wife and family that are understanding, and you've got to have a boss that's understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. My, uh, my boss let me off whenever I needed to during my tournaments, and uh, he's, he's one of the main reasons I'm fishing the Elite Series today. Your boss must be a bass fisherman. He is. He's a hammer, too. <laughs> <laughs> he is, yes, sir. <laughs> and go ahead. You were about to tell me about your family. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a, I have a uh, f- phenomenal support here at the house. My dad, you know, the bait business and taught me how to fish, and my mom being there through everything, and my 
my wife been married for almost five years now. We got an 11 month old little girl. Um, they're, you know, my wife's very understanding. Um, so it, you got to have that, that at home because if you don't have good things going on at home, there's no way you could do this. There's no way. No. You're exactly right. You've got to have that, uh, you got to have that support group, uh, pulling for you and behind you. Uh, tell your boss that, uh, his support of you, uh, now has earned this for him. I'm going to give you, uh, all the time you need to tell all of America on Sirius XM and all these great radio stations that carry our show every week about your boss's business, what he is, who he is, what he does for a living, and how people can do business with him. He's a wildlife manager at Five Star Preserve in Kellogg's, Alabama. So he's a uh, he's very lenient on the fishing part, uh, just because he was a fisherman, you know. So he. Uh, He's a great guy, great guy. I'm just glad he understood and let me do it where I could uh, be able to uh, live out my dream. That is awesome. Tell me what lodge he guides at. We might want to go down there and spend a day or two. I'm an old bird dog guy. Oh, yeah. He's down there at Five Star Preserve in Kellington, Alabama. And, okay. Very good. With that in mind, Will Davis, thank you for spending a little time with us again this week. and. Again, congratulations on your big win at Lay Lake. How's that thumb healing up? Uh, it's pretty sore today. I ain't going to lie about it. I ain't going to lie about it. It's pretty sore. <laughs> Don't be running any hooks. Is it too sore to turn a uh, a handle on a, on, on a fishing rod? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. No. No, sir. <laughs> Will, good talking to you. Good luck, buddy. We'll be Thank watching, you. okay? Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. Bassmaster Elite Series Angler and Champion... Will Davis Jr. Uh, Jacob Wheeler won last week. That was, you know, that was a regular headline a couple of years ago, and then he had a long dry spell. Jacob had not won in a while. Now he is the reigning angler of the year for Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour, and he has six Bass Pro Tour wins, more than any other angler in MLF history. But he has not hoisted a trophy since Stage Six of 2021. He did it on Gunnersville last week, picked up a hundred grand for the win. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care. It settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. Talk to your vet about Calming Care. Learn more about it when you visit me at kinderoutdoors.com. At Marksman Firearms and Outfitters, you'll find a large selection of firearms, ammo, optics, and accessories. Buy, sell, or trade. Our mission is to guide and educate, whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter. Our knowledgeable staff and quality service are the best in the business. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer free 90-day layaway. Visit our Marksman stores in Granbury, Mansfield, Killeen, or Wichita Falls. Make your mark at Marksman. You'll know Toby Meadows when you run into him on the lot. They're at Classic Chevrolet and Grapevine. Because on his name tag is a big green bass. <laughs> He's earned the right to wear that big fish around. He's caught three over ten pounds. Yes, sir. Three times. Uh, twice on Lake Fork and once on Lake Conroe. This lifelong passion for Toby started in the cab of that old Chevy truck. Headed for the fishing hole. 
a long time ago. I had an uncle, Uncle Jim, got me started, and it was just a little cork popper with little black and yellow feathers, looked like a bumblebee, and that started it all. Three ten pounders, and 19 years with the classic grapevine family, and Toby is still going down the road in that Chevy truck. These days, though, it's a little newer, a little less bumpy, and a whole lot more powerful. Yes, it is. I like it, too, especially that diesel. Got that half-ton diesel. It's good. Nice truck. Lifelong memories await your bunch in the cab of the truck. Get started at ClassicChevrolet.com. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, sea mounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. The Wild Sheep Foundation. Our purpose sounds simple, to put and keep wild sheep on the mountain. But from where we stand to the top of the mountain is a challenging and exciting journey. To be successful, we support the top scientific minds in wildlife research. We tell the story and history of the wild sheep in North America to those around us, like you. And step by step, we protect and grow wild sheep populations. If not for the Wild Sheep Foundation, more than $115 million in care, concern, and conservation work would not have happened over the past 40 years. Important work that has seen our wild sheep populations grow from 25,000 or so in the 1950s to more than 85,000 today. Learn more about the worldwide leader in wild sheep conservation. Secure a membership. Attend a banquet. Bid on an auction item. Make an impact on top of the mountain. WildSheepFoundation.org. doesn't look out over the lake it is the lake this is kender outdoors hey i want to explain something about calming care i talk about this great product all the time a lot of people finding uh great success with it with overactive dogs nervous nellies uh the dogs that you know rip up the carpet tear up the furniture during a thunderstorm or when you leave for work uh, that bark all the time, that won't stop jumping up and down on you, or uh, worse than that, guests when they come over, it settles that dog. But here's what I want to point out. It does this 
over time, gently and safely. This is not a drug. You're not drugging your dog. You're very naturally working with your dog's system and settling them over time. Try it out. If that overbarker, overjumper is your dog, learn more about calming care at kinderoutdoors.com. Hey, if you've never been to the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens, Texas, you need to go. Drag the bass boat along with you. Lake Athens is awesome for not only bass anglers, but crappie men and women as well. And the whole family will enjoy spending a day at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center. Tom Lang, my buddy Tom Lang, he's the director of the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center. Also a biologist, so uh, do you ever sleep at night or do you just think about, do you ever get tired of looking at giant bass? Well, I, I do sleep at night, but I'm dreaming of fish. I'm dreaming <laughs> of fishery center when we do that, too, yeah. you know. It's amazing what kind of uh, things you, you you wake up and you have in your morning coffee, and you go, man, I just that's really cool. We're going to have to go do that. So it's a real honor yeah. and a privilege to be able to work for Texas Parks and Wildlife and to serve our Inland Fisheries Division and all of our colleagues in this division to turn around and serve the great resources in this state and our uh, more than 2 million freshwater fishing anglers all across the state, too. Yeah. So it's it's a real privilege for all of us to be able to do that. We're very proud. You know, we have folks from all over the country come here to work here with masters and PhDs that, that come to work for Texas Parks and Wildlife because of the, the history and the great work that we get to do and, and to support all of our anglers and the resources that are in this mm-hmm. state. So it's a real honor to be a part of this um, amazing team and, and to share our story, yeah. to share the story of the Inland Fisheries Division right here. I mean, you know, Billy, I got into this field because I love fishing, right? Yeah. But I didn't even know there was a fisheries profession. Hmm. There wasn't a fisheries center where I grew up to go yeah. and learn about all this cool stuff. I learned that there was a fisheries profession because I worked at a restaurant and they added farm-raised catfish to the menu. <laughs> and I'm, I'm unloading the truck of farm-raised catfish and box after box that says farm-raised catfish stamped on the side. U.S. farm-raised catfish. And I went, huh, I guess there's something in this world called a catfish farm where they wouldn't put that on there. What's yeah. that? And so went to start researching and learn about what that meant. And you start to open your eyes to the entire fisheries profession. You know, in the American Fisheries Society, fisheries professionals, the society that's been around since 1870 of mm. fisheries professionals working on the science and the background work to make great fishing in this country yeah. and to take care of our resources and to be a part of that. So, uh, yeah, and so here people can come and they can learn about all that. Yeah. And we can help to recruit some of these great American minds into the next generation of, of taking care of our resource so that we can all enjoy them and wisely use them, you know, and conserve them. So it's a real honor to be uh, at TFFC, and I hope everybody can come out and see it and join yeah. us, you know, walk our wetland trail and see pitcher plants, you know, carnivorous plants and other cool yeah. stuff that we have there to, to, uh, to you know, casting and wetting the line and to seeing our hatchery in action and learning about the Cheryl Uncle program and some of the ancestry and the mm-hmm. genetics and or we're tracing this fish and connecting this fish to this fish genetically and knowing yeah. you know how they're related to seeing ancient fish face to face like you know seventy year old alligator gar and yeah. and uh, bowfin and paddlefish and and white bass and all these just cool all these yeah. different species you know. What a great place to come. Bring a picnic. You can bring a picnic in here with your family. Spend the day. And, you know, 
and trick your kids into learning something too. <laughs> but uh, and certainly turn things off and actually spend time together as a yeah. family yeah. and make some tremendous memories because in the end, that's all we really have. You know? Yeah, that's exactly right. And speaking of memories, in your office at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, there's a big giant green bass hanging on the wall. I want to know what that fish weighed and what the story is there. Uh, actually, you should ask about anything else in here because that's the one that came with the office. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not your fish? Tom, you had a great opportunity to tell a big whopper right there, and you passed on it. I'm just, I'm not that good of a fisherman to tell you a whopper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Lang with the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens. Beautiful Athens, Texas, out in the East Texas Piney Woods. We'll pick up our conversation with Tom. A little later on in the show. Also, going to be talking to Carl Gunzer and Keith Shop, a couple of really smart buddies of mine that know a little something about a bird dog, national championship level bird dogs. What do they look at when it's time to pick a puppy out of that litter? They all look adorable. You want to take them all home, but you got to narrow it down to one. What do these guys look for? We'll have that conversation coming up in a few minutes at Kinder Outdoors. You would think that the World Elk Calling Championships would have occurred in the great state of Montana before. After all, that is right there in the heart of Rocky Mountain Elk Country. But no, for the first time ever, Montana will host the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's World Elk Calling Championships, a one-day competition, Saturday, June 24th in Big Sky, Montana. The calling competition is part of the RMEF Mountain Fest, June 23, 24, 25 at Big Sky Resort, and that includes the Total Archery Challenge, a base camp featuring outdoor industry vendors, and that Saturday evening celebration to raise funds for RMEF's mission. The 2023 field includes all five defending champions as well as other past champions. Those five divisions are professional, women's, men's, youth, and peewee. That was the real deal. (laughs) Hey, what a cool story. I got this from Boone and Crockett this week. A record book, Shiras Moose, was found floating dead in a little five-acre mountain lake in Idaho. Back in mid-September last year, Chad Klein got a tip about a couple of dead Shiras bull moose floating in this remote Idaho lake. He likes to hunt, and he thought the deadheads might make a cool mount, because he's never actually drawn a moose permit himself. Before he drove the three hours up to investigate, he knew that there would be only one person that he could rely on to help him, and that is his 15-year-old daughter, Tiran. It was a school night. It took some convincing to get... Mom's okay on taking her with him, but they did. They hooked up the small boat, tossed in a couple of knives and a bone saw, and drove up into the mountains. About 7.30 that evening, they pulled up to the five-acre lake, Boise National Forest. A cow moose and two calves were there enjoying their evening meal. He said his daughter had never seen a moose in the wild before, so they just stayed back a bit and watched, enjoyed Finally, they got out of the truck, surveyed the grizzly scene, and those two very large and very bloated moose carcasses were sitting in about three feet of water. It smelled worse than you can imagine. But they'd driven a long way, and they weren't leaving empty-handed. After pulling on their waders, they launched the little boat, and Klein started trying to piece together how they died. 
best he can figure, these Shirus moose had begun to fight back during the September rut, and a tine from the rack of the larger bull was hooked under the younger bull's mouth, and it never came out. Klein says the younger bull was more waterlogged than the big bull and likely died first. As the bigger bull struggled to free its racket, probably succumbed to exhaustion and drowned as well. And that's how Klein and Tyrion found them. Next came the lightning storm, but they prevailed, and Tyrion was back home and in bed by midnight. The big bull, he measured 188 and 18 points and turned out to be the fourth largest recorded for Idaho and number 16 all time. Pictures at kinderoutdoors.com. I'm Canadian moose guide Norm McCrate. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. With Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. <laughs> When you drop your wild game off at Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing, go ahead, order up your ground meat and breakfast sausage. But don't stop there. We worked on a taco meat for three years to where women and kids would eat it, and a chili that we make now where you just take these things home and just throw them in a crock pot or fry them in a pan and they're ready to go. Our tamales are probably hands down to anyone's. They're double meat and, you know, masa. And they're simple, and they're and they're and we just can't make them fast enough. They're fully cooked. All you got to do is poke two or three holes in the bag that we give them to you in and throw them in the microwave for three and a half minutes aside, and it's like we just pulled them out of our steamer the day we made them. These items have become staples in our home. Robin's favorite is the taco meat. I'm partial to the tamales. And what a feast when we put it all together for friends and family. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing, just north of Fort Worth, about a mile from Cabela's as the crow flies. CinnamonCreekRanch.com The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. 
so your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Smells like fish in here, and we're proud of it. Welcome to camp at Kinder Outdoors. I'm a bird dog guy. I think one of the greatest miracles of our loving God is a bird dog. And I love it when I get to talk to really smart bird dog people like my friends Carl Gunzer and Keith Shop. Top notch. I wanted to talk to these guys and find out how they went about selecting a puppy, their next champion. How do you look at that litter of little critters and just take one? Hey, uh, good to see you, Keith, always. Great to see you, Billy. How were the uh, birds? I won't ask you about the snow because I know it was it was good. How were the birds in North Dakota this year? They were deep, and so was the snow. So <laughs> it was it was a long year, but uh, fortunately some of them survived. So we, we're going to have some birds this fall. I've heard from some hunters in that South Dakota, North Dakota region with record snow in a lot of areas, uh, and that makes you worry about bird carryover. Did your birds survive? Absolutely. We had, uh, you know, I'm seeing some, some roosters and some hens courting in the yard, so uh, I think I think it bodes well for this year. Yeah, you want to give up those GPS coordinates, maybe the combination to the gate, anything like that? Uh, I don't even use a GPS. So. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. Carl Gunzer, where did you hunt this past year? Uh, at Keith's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take your snow boots? Yeah, it, it was it was snowy and cold there, but uh, but there was birds. So. Awesome. 
Yep. Awesome. I want to talk to you guys about something that, hey, if it's a sporting breed or not, everybody has a certain tic-tac, tic-tac about picking a puppy, what they like to see. But in our sporting breeds, Carl, when you go to pick a puppy out of a litter, what are you looking for? Well, I'm, before I'm picking the puppy, I'm really looking at the breeding of that litter. How did I get to that point? Did I know the parents? Uh, are they from hunting lines or field trial lines? Um, what breed is it? Am I looking at a retriever because I'm a duck hunter, or am I looking at you know a German Shorthair because I hunt with Keith and, and I want a pheasant hunt or uh, or whatever? So I guess the way I look at it is first picking the breed, then picking the breeding that you like, and then after that, you know, then you know everybody has their little thing that they like. You know, some people like the biggest one or the smallest one or the middle. I think if you've picked the the right breeding, I think picking the individual puppy is is probably the least important part of the process yeah you want to look at the parents that have shown some success before have thrown puppies that have had some success before and uh, after that the science is over go get one and have fun the luck begins at the end you know what i mean you're just trying to hedge your bets and and uh you know in size of the puppy so different breedings and when you're looking at the parents you know do you want do you like a big dog do you like a little dog those are obviously hereditary characteristics so you know you want to pick that to start with um, but when it comes to the end, you know, there's a lot of stories of, of great dogs, you know, field trial dogs, national champions that were the runt of the litter or the last pick. Nobody picked them, and, uh, you know, they got sold or given to somebody, and they end up being a great dog. So I think, um, you know, if you do all your homework, that last part, the only thing I really look at trying to avoid is if you see a puppy that's really shy or introverted, um, you know, and you have a busy, you know, you want to take that dog to work, and you have a busy lifestyle with a lot of people around. Well, maybe you don't want that introverted puppy. You know, pick a little bolder one. But, um, but they change too. You know, based on their environment and exposure. So it's the nature versus nurture argument that I think. Uh, you know, just hope for the best once you've, you know, once you've found the right litter. Yeah, uh, you know, I've, I've known guys, lots of guys in my life that have said, "Man, the one that separates from the pack and takes off crawling around on his own—that's the one I'm after." But Luck comes in right there. That can all change, like you said. Yeah, and, and the day, I don't know how, how often people get to look at litter, but, if you know, I've raised a few litters, and I know you have. If, you know, the, those puppies change every day. And one day, the dog that's sitting, you know, the most bold puppy might be so tired from playing right before you got there that they go sleep. You think it's a dud. Well, that puppy was out by itself playing for a half an hour before yeah. you got there. So unless you're, you know, and I think maybe that's the last piece I'll add is that, you know, the breeder will have a better idea the temperament of those puppies in the litter. So ask the breeder, like, hey, tell them what you want. You know, I, I want a really outgoing, bold one, or, or, you know, I live in a smaller uh, little barn that I don't have a lot of room. I want a quieter dog and ask for their recommendations. Yep, there you go. Keith, what about the appearance of a dog? Color, spots, does that matter to you? It, it really doesn't matter. I've had, you know, I have short hairs and Labradors, and I've had both. Uh, I, I uh, as Carl said, I, I try to go to breeders that I, I know and trust and that have proven lines and success. And people a lot smarter than, than I have told me, you know, go with the puppy that likes you. So that's, that's no steadfast rule. But, you know, if you kind of have a little bonding with a puppy and you're looking at a litter of five or six, maybe that's the one you want, you know. And as, as Carl said, they can change hourly. But... Usually you kind of have a, I like that one, and uh, it's just a gut, and for me, it's, I've been lucky. I get to the right litter, as Carl said, and uh, 
I've had success with, you know, I, even I can't uh, make a bad puppy out of a really good potential dog. So. Well, good homework produces good luck many times, too. Yep. Carl, out of all the litters you've seen in your bird dog life, and that's extensive, how many litters, and there's a, a litter of six, and all six of them made bird dogs, or all eight of them, or all four of them? Well, you know, a lot of them, but it depends on what you're asking. How many would make field trial champions? Now, that's a small number, right? Uh, in the retriever world, you know, if you get two field champions out of a, a breeding or more, that's great. But most of those dogs will hunt. You know, if they come from good pedigrees and they're raised right and they're exposed to birds and they're introduced to the gun and all those things properly, most all of those dogs will make dogs. Now, some will be better than others, and some may not suit you if you're, you know, if they're a little shy and, you, you know, you're shooting a, a lot of birds all year and they're not that big a hunter. They might not fit, fit you, but um, with good breedings these days, very few dogs actually don't turn out to hunt at all if you're looking at, at the right bloodlines. Yeah. It's been a long time. Keith? I was just going to add, you know, the socialization of the puppy is so important, too, because if, if you acquire a puppy and then that puppy sits in the kennel all day or doesn't get with other dogs or doesn't go to the supermarket with you and doesn't have all that stimulation, that's a big factor in, in how that puppy is going to develop and, and turn out, you know, in, in my belief. You know, I've all, going back to how a puppy looks, I've always, because I'm a Texas guy, I've always wanted the whitest puppy I can get out of the litter uh, because I just feel like maybe they run a little cooler than a darker dog, you know. Does that make sense? Um, maybe. It makes sense to you. That's fine. No, <laughs> And that's all that matters, right? You know, a lot of people like the white dogs because they can see them. You know, you can argue a lot of deals. Again, it's, it's preference. Um, I do think, you know, if, it's obvious if you're in the sun, um, and it's really hot, a darker dog is going to absorb more heat than a white one. Um, how much difference that makes running, I don't know. I think if you were field trialing or, or hunting hard every day, it could make a difference. You know, not only have I reasoned with myself that that dog's going to run cooler, but it's made it easier for me to pick pups through the years. I've picked a lot of puppies where I never saw the litter. I just tell them I want the whitest dog in the litter. And, yeah, it's worked out pretty good for me. I'm, I'm a good gambler, I guess. Sure. Sure, and and some some of the uh, the breeders will pick the puppy for you, so it's like yeah. this is going to be your dog, and uh, that's the way it's going to be, yeah. which is fine. I would I would just build on one of Carl's points. We hunt a lot of grouse up in Minnesota, and if you have if if you have that short hair that really blends in with the woods and you can't see it, that can be a challenge once in a while. But a, a little white on that dog or a white tail makes a big difference. Yeah, you know. it sure does. Hey, I appreciate your expertise, and I know you guys are uh, are fueling your dogs with the best. That pro plan just doesn't get any better. I think the last time I checked, Carl, 89% of the field trial champions across North America all pro plan dogs. Yeah, the people that that you know compete and make a living running dogs and competing dogs, the majority of those people, they, they don't want to skimp on the fuel. I mean, you put so much effort and time into all the things we're talking about, you know, genetics, um, training, all those things. Why, why not um, get the best nutrition for them, too? Hey, I appreciate it. And, uh, Keith, even without those GPS coordinates, I've got all off-season to study where you live. I'll see you in the fall. Come on up. <laughs> Dead bird, fetch him up dead, dead bird in here. Woo, nothing like it. <laughs> hey, we're going to grab a little cup of coffee, but when we come back from the coffee pot, we'll continue our conversation out in the East Texas Piney Wood country of the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, just outside of Athens, Texas, with the director, Tom Lang. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You've worked hard your entire life, and now that place is yours. Ensure the security of your livestock and wildlife with Tejas Ranch and Game Fence. You appreciate a job well done, and that's our focus at Tejas. High deer fence, horse and cattle specific fences, fences that keep the hogs out, and the peace of mind intact. Decades of high performance in fencing, land clearing, and happy landowners. T-E-J-A-S, TejasRanchFence.com. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Hey, it's Billy Kinder. If you've listened to me very long, you know that I depend on buffalo wool products to keep me warm in harsh winter conditions. But did you know that these highly effective buffalo fibers work equally well in the heat of summer? Their native rangelands goes from Toke, Alaska, down past Mexico City. Ron and Teresa Miskin have three decades of weaving perfection from those precious insulating fibers of the bison. And they put them to the test on the world's toughest playground, Alaska. That's our field testing, the moose hunting. Um, there's so much that goes on up there. The big advantage of bison fiber, besides the insulation, is it's moisture wicking and keeping your feet dry, your, your body dry, and that sweat away from there reduces the bacterial growth, reduces any foot fungus or anything like that. Bison fiber in a cowboy boot will run three to five degrees cooler than a cotton sock. Take a look at the new line of cool wicking buffalo wool for the summer. The TheBuffaloWoolCo.com I didn't know buffaloes had wool. Yep. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. After spending a few days at Joshua Creek Ranch, I describe it as a sportsman's nirvana. We love creating a unique experience for each of our guests. You know, the interests can vary here from wing shooting to deer hunting to fly fishing to river kayaking. So we have a great variety of guests and um, 
We like for them to enjoy everything we have to offer. As I enjoyed the birth of a new day over the rolling hill country ranch that is Joshua Creek, I was amazed at the wildlife, quail, pheasants, native white-tailed deer, trophy class axis deer. We've worked hard on the habitat, planted improved grasses, really with the help of some wildlife biologists studied what would make the best habitat to keep our game here. Mm -hmm. We can hunt easily six seven eight groups and we don't try to do it on 40 acres i mean these people get to walk they get to see some country joe and ann kirchival invite you to enjoy this free range ranch just northwest of san antonio visit joshuacreek.com Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Chances are that giant bass that you caught in the state of Texas has roots and genetics that go back to the East Texas Piney Woods. The Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens, Texas. Take the family and visit this marvelous place this summer. Tom Lang is the director of the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center. Let's pick up our conversation with him. There have been some awesome sherlunker stories through the years, like catching offspring of sherlunkers, same sherlunker caught twice. That's happened several times now. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know that there is a greater sherlunker story anywhere than Lake Fork and OHIV. It just is jaw-dropping what those lakes have done when they get on a roll. Oh my gosh. I mean, Lake Fork is legendary for for obvious reasons. I mean, more than half of the Sherlockers that have come in have come from that lake alone. And that says a lot to how that lake was set up from from day one with progressive bass regulations to Florida stockings to uh, Habitat work to a great partnership with the Sabine River Authority. Let's Mm -hmm. not forget that who are also in the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame here at TFFC. And so uh, and so you, you pair that together, and then you see the same thing happening in an East Texas Reservoir. Also great stuff happening in a West Texas Reservoir where they're managing with droughts and water level changes and habitat changes. And so the different set of challenges, you know, that you see your fisheries biologists out there battling and trying to make great fishing in, and, and it's happening and it's working, you know. And then learning from those, for new reservoirs like we have coming on, right? Yeah. Like Bodark Reservoir, yeah. for instance. So yeah. Bodark has only been stocked with Lone Star largemouth bass yeah. and and brooders that have uh, surplus brooders. And so all that habitat work that was done ahead of time, a great partnership there with North Texas Municipal Water District to do great habitat work to remove bass and, and other fish in ponds that we're going to get flooded and to put back our better bass, to put back these better fish so they get a jump on it. Man, I'm going to tell you what, Bodark, I think, is really going to be one that produces in the future some really great great fish too, but Ivy to Bodark. And so, and then uh, just so many great things come on. So it's a great place to live. It's a great place to be able to enjoy and, and great fisheries all over, you yeah. know. Yeah. And look, I would say you can, you can dream of big bass anywhere. You can catch them here. Yeah, you can actually catch them here <laughs> in the great state of Texas. 
One great thing about Lake Fork, you know, OHIV's been on fire and grabbing all the headlines now for the past few years. Uh, but say what you will about live scope, it does allow you to see those blimps out ahead of you there and fish to those fish. Lake Fork did what it did pre-live scope. Guys just going fishing. And that, that, that says a lot. OH Ivy is on fire. What a quality lake. And we have seen anglers catching bass on OH Ivy from all over the United States. What a legend it's become. Oh, yeah. We've had our first angler from the state of Washington come in and catch one. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, we've had Oklahoma and Kentucky and uh, folks just all over coming here and spending their dollars. And, and uh, they, they appreciate the, the effort and the work that's been done to make those fisheries and enjoy these great fisheries resources, and uh, I think Ivy is going to continue to produce for for some time to come. And I think Fork's going to be back online here pretty quick. You know, it had a drawdown, mm-hmm. it changed habitat, it changed where the fish were. Uh, might have missed a year class there, you know, but uh, been restocked, and and those things are coming on. I mm-hmm. think you've got a a really good strong year class of bigger fish coming up. Maybe not quite shellucker size yet, but yeah. you've got some good ones, and so you'll see that back online. But you got other lakes like Nacogdoches, like Eagle Mountain, mm-hmm. right? I mean, don't forget about Toledo. Never forget about Toledo yeah. Bend. Last year we had Austin coming back on board. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of great fishing out there in there's this lake. There's a lot of great fishing. The lake I grew up on, Possum Kingdom, produced a share lunker in this most recent share lunker season. Uh, Gary Klein and I were talking a year ago, and he said, you know what? He said, OHIV, uh, the parking lot, you know, looks like Dollar Day at the new car store. It's packed down there. It's hard to get out on the water uh, a lot of days. He said, but that means no one's at Possum Kingdom. And Billy, <laughs> I just go up there and catch five-pounders and six-pounders and eight-pounders all day long. Well, I, I'll tell you, you know, I was fortunate to be able to manage Possum Kingdom for a few years and do my part there. And, and, uh, and PK was... Really struggling with golden algae fish kills, and uh, that was uh, it's it's a heck of a thing to try and to put your heart and soul into making a fishery, and then overnight it dies. Yeah, and uh, and we were able to to do some things there, and and, and had some luck with 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 golden algae. There hasn't been a whole lake kill in in a long time, and uh, but also to do some additional habitat work. To we we specifically targeted habitat projects in areas to try and hold fish and grow fish in areas that were less prone to golden algae historically uh, to try and get around that to actually manage through both stocking stripers believe it or not stocking stripers to change prey dynamics in that base to support big bass yeah we did that specifically in that lake uh and so those are things that you can be done and it worked i mean we had last year three three share lumpers come out of there too in the same day and um, and so those things all come together, you know. And so that's where your license dollars are going. You've got folks out there doing habitat work, thinking about these issues, how to attack these issues to make great fishing for you. So I love PK, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great fishery. Uh, a lot of recreational boating. So when summer comes, you know, there's a lot of night fishing that yeah. goes on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real neat lake. And, of course, water helps. Yeah, I mean, right. and so it's like ivy. Water helps too there. So people ask, well, "Why did ivy become such a hot lake?" Well, a couple things. One, you've got great first-class biologists down there in Lynn Wright, okay, and, and a great team: Charles Cruz and John Engel and Blake Thornton. You got a first-class team right down there, mm-hmm. and they're doing things right. They're making sure that the things that we can control, that we have some influence over, 
as fisheries scientists, as fisheries biologists, that we're putting our best foot forward. The genetics are there. The right stocking rates are there, mm -hmm. right? Habitat work is there. So those things are being done right. But there's a lot of things that are out of our control that we can't control when trying to make fisheries. Rainfall. <laughs> right. I can't make <laughs> it rain. I could do a truffle shuffle, but it's not going to work. <laughs> and so when those other things also align in our favor, you see really great things happen. Yeah. And you then, know, and then so, but you got to do your part. And yeah. so um, I'm proud of us. We've been doing our part out there. Our team's been doing their part. And those align with things that we, we can't control, and those go well for us, too. Some really great things happen. So yeah. we're really happy about that. And, frankly, with the Sherlunker program, our anglers, our Sherlunker anglers that are supporting the program, they're doing their part for the next generation, too. They're yeah. helping us so that we have the fish to be able to spawn and put them back. If it's not for our anglers doing that if it's not for our industry partners yeah. that are providing great prizes and and great thank yous to our anglers for sharing their fish i mean you're talking about somebody catching the fish of a lifetime yeah. and the best day of their life what do they decide to do billy give it to you so we can help somebody else have the best day of their life that's right now that's a really cool deal and i don't know about you but that's the kind of world i want to live in yeah that's when, awesome yeah if that's uh, very special Come show your kids and grandkids like I've done through the years. I brought my son out, um, but now I brought the granddaughters out to the Freshwater Fishery Center, Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens. It's a one-of-a-kind. Uh, and make sure you shake Tom's hand. Tell him thanks for the hard work they're doing uh, when you come out. Tom, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, and, and, and thank you to all of our Inland Fisheries team. Shake all of one of their, every one of their hands and uh, make sure that you take time to make those memories and go do a little fishing. The director of the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, that's home to the Sherlunker program, the Education Center, the wildlife, trails, ponds, fishing area. Hey, go take it all in with your family this summer. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. And there's some knockout food right next door. Kinder Outdoors, from the vineyards, campground, and cabins overlooking beautiful Grapevine Lake, Texas. Hunters and fishermen are the backbone of conservation. Because you participate in the outdoors, our fish and wildlife and the places they inhabit flourish. Thank you from all of us in the camp house at Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Purina Pro Plan, the world's greatest dog fuel. 89% of the field trial champions across North America are fed Purina Pro Plan performance 30% protein, 20% fat. You'll find it in the purple sport bag. Along with all the other great ProPlan formulas at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Kansas, and Missouri. The Arizona Game and Fish Department is seeking information on the person or persons who illegally shot a bighorn sheep ram and then just left it to waste. Game Management Unit 1 sometime between late evening April 28, early morning April 29. If you were in that area, heard or saw anything during that time period, they 
Sure would like to talk to you. The ram was found in a rock quarry about a mile west of U.S. Highway 191. The 24-7 hotline number for the Operation Game Thief program in Arizona is 800-352-0700. You could be eligible for a reward of up to $2,000 for information leading to a arrest in this case. In the state of Oregon, two poachers who shot two bear cubs near the Silets area last October have been ordered to pay 15000 in damages. They've lost their hunting privileges for three years and will be on bench probation for 60 months, according to Lincoln County court documents. Gail Faye Freer, 52, and her son, Corey Douglas Loving II, 29, both of Silets, committed the crime on or about October 9th while trespassing on private land. Two bear cubs. They shot two bear cubs. An anonymous call to the turn-in poachers tip line several days later led to the arrest. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents are looking for information about a Louisiana black bear that was found with a fatal gunshot wound. Lincoln Parish, May 12th just off of Millie Road in Ruston. Anyone with info there needs to call the Louisiana Operation Game Thief Hotline, 800-442-2511. Hey, now is the time to apply for the 2023 hunt permit tags issued through the fall draw process in the state of Arizona for deer, turkey, javelina, bighorn, sheep, bison, and sandhill crane. The deadline for the department to receive all applications is 11.59 p.m. Arizona time on Tuesday, June 6th, just a couple of weeks away. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. Freedom hunters, they say thank you to our very bravest and finest in a very special way. Uh, we're a 501c3 military outreach program. We take servicemen and their families out on outdoor ventures, mainly hunting, fishing, shooting trips all around the country and internationally, too. These trips are more than a thank you and a good time, far more. It invigorates them. The healing comes out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I started it just as a thank you, as a give back. I had no idea the therapeutic value of these hunts. I mean, it, it just it changes them. You can see it in their eyes. When they show up at camp, they're quiet and, and reserved. By the end of end of camp, they're opened up and uh, you know chatting with other veterans. It's amazing. You can go on our website. We've got a donation button. Or just email us and say, hey, here's the opportunity. We'll fit a vet into that opportunity, whatever it is. Freedomhunters.org. Preserving what we love and educating the next generation every day. To learn more, visit us at kinderoutdoors.com. You know, one thing that we do really well around the old camp house here is eat. <laughs> and we've got the best camp cook ever, Master Chef John Bonnell, is in charge of the kitchen at Kinder Outdoors. And you know, we were visiting the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center out in Athens where they grow these giant bass. But lots of times when we're fishing, we might be in a small pond or a body of water that has an overabundance of small fish. Maybe some of those need to go home and to the dinner table. Yes, bass are edible and they're wonderful. 
Chef Barnell? Master Chef John Bonnell, you know, uh, I was recently fishing with a guy who, who has this cool business. He, it's called Private Water Fishing, John, and you can actually pay this guy like an annual fee to be a member. And then you get to go fish these really cool private lakes. Well, part of that is managing the lakes, and we're pulling a lot of one- and two-pound bass out of there that we kind of want to cull. The largemouth bass, people have forgotten with catch and release, they're pretty darn good to eat. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. And a one to two pounder is kind of the ideal eating size. If you know how to use your fillet knife, a largemouth can be fantastic. What do you do with yours? I'll tell you the easiest thing to do, and this will work around the campfire, on your grill, anything you want. Take a nice fillet, boneless, skinless, put it into a foil packet. You know, make a little foil pouch inside. Make sure you season it well with salt and pepper. A few sprigs of fresh dill, a couple of lemon slices, a splash of white wine. Pop it on the grill over the campfire for about six to eight minutes. As soon as it starts to steam a little bit, can't go wrong. That's good. And what do we complement that with? Absolutely. Uh, how about a little Sauvignon Blanc or Pinot Grigio, something on the light side. Cold beer always works. This corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. Pick up the formula that best suits your dog. Yep, there is one at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. This is professional hunter Ivan Carter with Kinder Outdoors. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and you get a stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car so I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, Please visit BendedKnee.org. At Marksman, we know firearms. Our mission is to guide and educate, whether you're new to firearms or an experienced, skilled shooter. We offer a large selection at reasonable prices with staff that's truly knowledgeable and always puts the customer first. Military and first responders get a 10% discount, and we offer free 90-day layaway. For guns, ammo, optics, or accessories, head to Marksman Firearms in Granbury, Mansfield, Colleen, or Wichita Falls. Make your mark at Marksman. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. 
Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com When the weather has a direct impact on your property. It's good to have a friend that you can trust. Take a minute now before the storm hits and get familiar with Performance Roofing at PerformanceRoofingTX.com. Performance Roofing is prepared before the storm to help you the moment that you need us afterwards. Performance Roofing is fully insured and an accredited member of the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Performance Roofing will work with your insurance company or offer financing for your project. We promise 100% satisfaction and a lifetime warranty on our workmanship. Performance Roofing with offices and crews in Dallas-Fort Worth, San Antonio and Austin, as well as Denver and Colorado Springs, Colorado. Get to know us now at PerformanceRoofingTX.com. Then contact us immediately after the storm for your free, no-obligation estimate. Residential and commercial roof installations and repairs. PerformanceRoofingTX.com. The salty coastline breeze in Florida to the crashing shores of the great Northwest and all prairies, woods, and waters in between, Kinder Outdoors is there. And no matter where you are, you need to put the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in East Texas, Athens, Texas, on your list of places to visit, whether you're an angler or not. This phenomenal place is uh, entertaining while educating your children. And you. <laughs> Tom Lang is the director there. Tom Lang is the director of the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, also a biologist. So uh, do you ever sleep at night or do you just think about, do you ever get tired of looking at giant bass? Well, I, I do sleep at night, but I'm dreaming of fish. I'm dreaming <laughs> of the fishery center when we do that too, yeah. you know. It's amazing what kind of uh, things you, you, you wake up and you have in your morning coffee and you go, man, I just, that's really cool. We don't have to go do that. So it's a real honor and a privilege to be able to work for Texas Parks and Wildlife and to serve our Inland Fisheries Division and all of our colleagues in this division to turn around and serve the great resources in this state and our uh, more than 2 million freshwater fishing anglers all across the state, too. Yeah. So it's, it's a real privilege for all of us to be able to do that. We're very proud. You know, we have folks from all over the country come here to work here with masters and PhDs that, that come to work for Texas Parks and Wildlife because of the, the history and the great work that we get to do and, and to support all of our anglers and the resources that are in this mm -hmm. state. So it's a real honor to be a part of this um, amazing team and, and to share our story, yeah. to share the story of the Inland Fisheries Division right here. I mean, you know, Billy, I got into this field because I love fishing, right? Yeah. But I didn't even know there was a fisheries profession. Mm. There wasn't a fisheries center where I grew up to go yeah. and learn about all this cool stuff. 
I learned that there was a fisheries profession because I worked at a restaurant and they added farm-raised catfish to the menu. And I'm I'm unloading the truck of farm-raised catfish and box after box that says farm-raised catfish stamped on the side. U.S. farm-raised catfish. And I went, huh, I guess there's something in this world called a catfish farm. They wouldn't put that on there. What's yeah. that? And so went to start researching and learn about what that meant. And you start to open your eyes to the entire fisheries profession. You know, and the American Fisheries Society, fisheries professionals, the society that's been around since 1870 of mm. fisheries professionals working on the science and the background work to make great fishing in this country yeah. and to take care of our resources and to be a part of that. So, uh, yeah, and so here people can come and they can learn about all that. Yeah. And we can help to recruit some of these great American minds into the next generation of, of taking care of our resource so that we can all enjoy them and wisely use them, you know, and conserve them. So it's a real honor to be uh, at TFFC, and I hope everybody can come out and see it and join yeah. us, you know, walk our wetland trail and see pitcher plants, you know, carnivorous plants and other cool yeah. stuff that we have there to, to, uh, to you know, casting and wetting the line and to seeing our hatchery in action and learning about the Sherilunker program and some of the ancestry and the mm -hmm. genetics and or we're tracing this fish and connecting this fish to this fish genetically and knowing yeah. you know how they're related to seeing ancient fish face to face like you know 70 year old alligator gar and yeah. and uh, bowfin and paddlefish and and white bass and all these just cool all these yeah. different species you know what a great place to come bring a picnic you can bring a picnic in here with your family spend the day and you know and trick your kids into learning something too, <laughs> but uh, and certainly turn things off and actually spend time together as a yeah. family yeah. and make some tremendous memories because in the end that's all we really have. You yeah, know? that's exactly right. And speaking of memories, in your office at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, there's a big giant green bass hanging on the wall. I want to know what that fish weighed and what the story is there. Uh, actually, you should ask about anything else in here because that's the one that came with the office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm not that good of a fisherman to tell you a whopper, you know. <laughs> we'll finish our conversation with Tom Lang in just a little while. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. You know, I talk about the 30, 20, 30% protein, 20% fat all the time for our hard-working, hard-charging, fat-burning dogs. There are also lovable lap dogs that could benefit from this 30, 20, even though, hey, there are lots of different formulas. This could be the one for your dog if you have a dog that has trouble putting on weight or maintaining weight. Check it out. Purina Pro Plan Performance in the Purple Sport Bag at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Will Davis Jr. was on the show last week talking about his victory, Bassmaster Elite Series Tour victory, victory number one for Will on that tour. And, Will, I know there's a lot of young guys uh, that listen every week that, man, they want to hold that trophy up one of these days, too. How did Will Davis Jr. get to that stage, the Bassmaster Elite? I qualified through the Bass Nation. I joined our local club here, uh, the Federation Club, and fished uh, locally. Made it up through the uh, made a state championship. Um, won the state championship um, at Lake Martin. Made the uh, South Super Regional, which is uh, we each team or each state takes ten guys 
and they go compete at the regional. And if you beat everybody in your uh, state, you get to go to the national championship. So once you get to the national championship, if you win the whole event, then you get to make the league series. So I'm a prime, I'm a prime example, man. I never thought I could make it, but you pray about it, work hard, you can make it. I promise you. And the, the key to that is pray about it. If it's in the Lord's will and you're obedient to Absolutely. 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 100%. There you, there you are. That's where you're going to be. Uh, to, to do this, for this all to work out, you've got to have a wife and family that are understanding, and you've got to have a boss that's understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. My, uh, my boss let me off whenever I needed to during my tournaments. And, uh, he's, he's one of the main reasons I'm fishing the Elite Series today. Your boss must be a bass fisherman. He is. He's a hammer, too. (laughs) (laughs) He is, yes, sir. (laughs) And go ahead. You were about to tell me about your family. Yes, sir. Yeah. I have a, I have a phenomenal support here at the house. My dad, you know, the bait business and taught me how to fish and my mom being there through everything and my my wife been married for almost five years now. We got an eleven month old little girl. Um they're you know, my wife's very understanding. Um so it you got to have that that at home because if you don't have good things going on at home, there's no way you could do this. There's no way. No. You're exactly right. You've got to have that. Uh, you got to have that support group uh, pulling for you and behind you. Uh, tell your boss that uh, his support of you uh, now has earned this for him. I'm going to give you uh, all the time you need to tell all of America on Sirius XM and all these great radio stations that carry our show every week about your boss's business, what he is, who he is, what he does for a living, and how people can do business with him. He's a wildlife manager at Five Star Preserve in Kellington, Alabama. So he's a uh, he's very lenient on the uh, fishing part, uh, just because he was a fisherman, you know. So he uh, he's a great guy, great guy. I'm just glad he understood and let me do it, where I could uh, be able to uh, live out my dream. That is awesome. Tell me what lodge he guides at. We might want to go down there and spend a day or two. I'm an old bird dog guy. Oh, yeah, he's down there at Five Star Preserve in Kellington, Alabama. And, okay, very good. With that in mind, Will Davis, thank you for spending a little time with us again this week. And, again, congratulations on your big win at Lay Lake. How's that thumb healing up? Uh, it's pretty sore today. I ain't going to lie about it. I ain't going to lie about it. <laughs> pretty sore. Don't be running any hooks. Is it too sore to turn a uh, a handle on a, on a, on a fishing rod? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. No. No, sir. <laughs> Well, good talking to you. Good luck, buddy. We'll be Thank watching, you. okay? Thank you, sir. You have a good evening. He is a stick. He's going to win a bunch more of those Elite Series tournaments. You keep an eye on Will Davis Jr., the Bassmaster Elites. Well, we're going to stretch our legs for a minute or two, take a little break, grab a fresh cup of coffee, and come right back here with a couple of my bird dog buddies, Keith Shop and Carl Gunzer. They're going to help us pick a puppy. At Kinder Outdoors from the Vineyards Campground and Cabins, Grapevine Lake, Texas. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers. 
snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, varied Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The Herdware Store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The Herdware Store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and we say, hey, that's phony. This is, this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. 
It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth. To sell you a life filled with urban fascinations. To ignore that death is life's unwavering partner. Together, creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. Kinder Outdoors Bragging Board is open for business. Send a picture and a brief description. KinderOutdoors.com How to go about picking a puppy. Do you have the secret to choosing a champion out of a litter? Well, I don't know that there is a secret, but there are some things we can do to improve our chances of getting along with that new dog. Carl Gunzer and Keith Shop with Purina Pro Plan help us out. Hey, uh, good to see you, Keith, always. Great to see you, Billy. How were the uh, birds? I won't ask you about the snow because I know it was it was good. How were the birds in North Dakota this year? They were deep, and so was the snow. So <laughs> it was it was a long year, but uh, fortunately some of them survived. So we, we're going to have some birds this fall. I've heard from some hunters in that South Dakota, North Dakota region with record snow in a lot of areas. Uh, and that makes you worry about bird carryover. Did your birds survive? Absolutely. We had, uh, you know, I'm seeing some, some roosters and some hens courting in the yard. So uh, I think I think it bodes well for this year. Yeah, you want to give up those GPS coordinates, maybe the combination to the gate, anything like that? Uh, I don't even use a GPS. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Carl Gunzer, where did you hunt this past year? Uh, at Keith's. <laughs> Did you take your snow boots? Yeah, it, it was it was snowy and cold there, but uh, but there was birds. So awesome, yeah. awesome. I want to talk to you guys about something that, hey, if it's a sporting breed or not, everybody has a certain tic-tac, tic-tac about picking a puppy, what they like to see. But in our sporting breeds, Carl, when you go to pick a puppy out of a litter, what are you looking for? Well, I'm, before I'm picking the puppy, I'm really looking at the breeding of that litter. How did I get to that point? Did I know the parents? Uh, are they from hunting lines or field trial lines? Um, what breed is it? Am I looking at a retriever because I'm a duck hunter? Or am I looking at, you know, a German shorthair because I hunt with Keith and, and I want a pheasant hunt or, uh, or whatever? So I guess the way I look at it is first picking the breed, then picking the breeding that you like. And then after that, you know, then... You know, everybody has their little thing that they like. You know, some people like the biggest one or the smallest one or the middle. I think if you've picked the the right breeding, I think picking the individual puppy is is probably the least important part of the process. Yeah, you want to look at the parents that have shown some success before, have thrown puppies that have had some success before, and uh, after that, the science is over. Go get one and have fun. The luck begins at the end. You know, what I mean, you're just trying to hedge your bets and. And, uh, you know, in size of the puppy, so different breedings. And when you're looking at the parents, you know, do you want, do you like a big dog? Do you like a little dog? Those are obviously hereditary characteristics. So, you know, you want to pick that to start with. 
Um, but when it comes to the end, you know, there's a lot of stories of, of great dogs, you know, field trial dogs, national champions that were the runt of the litter or the last pick. Nobody picked them, and, uh, you know, they got sold or given to somebody, and they end up being a great dog. So I think, um, you know, if you do all your homework, that last part, the only thing I really look at trying to avoid is if you see a puppy that's really shy or introverted, um, you know, and you have a busy, you know, you want to take that dog to work and you have a busy lifestyle with a lot of people around, well, maybe you don't want that introverted puppy, you know, pick a little bolder one. But um, but they change, too, you know, based on their environment and exposure. So it's the nature versus nurture argument that I think, uh, you know, just hope for the best once you've, elim- you know, once you've found the right litter. Uh, you know, I've, I've known guys, lots of guys in my life that have said, man, the one that separates from the pack and takes off crawling around on his own, that's the one I'm after. But luck comes in right there. That can all change, like you said. Yeah, in, in the day, I don't know how, how often people get to look at litter, but, if you know, I've raised a few litters, and I know you have. And, you know, the, those puppies change every day. And one day, the dog that's sitting, you know, the most bold puppy might be so tired from playing right before you got there that they go sleep. You think it's a dud. Well, that puppy was out by itself playing for a half an hour before yeah. you got there. So unless you're, you know, and I think maybe that's the last piece I'll add is that, you know, the breeder will have a better idea the temperament of those puppies in the litter. So ask the breeder, like, hey, tell them what you want. You know, I, I want a really outgoing bold one or, or you know, I live in a smaller uh little barn that I don't have a lot of room I want a quieter dog and ask for their recommendations yep, there you go Keith what about the appearance of a dog color spots does that matter to you it, it really doesn't matter I've had you know I have short hairs and Labradors and I've had both uh, I, I uh, as Carl said I, I try to go to breeders that I I know and trust and that have proven lines and success and people a lot smarter than than I have told me you know, go with the puppy that likes you. So that's that's no steadfast rule. But, you know, if you kind of have a little bonding with a puppy and you're looking at a litter of five or six, maybe that's the one you want, you know. And as, as Carl said, they can change hourly. But usually you kind of have a, I like that one. And uh, it's just a gut. And for me, it's I've been lucky. I get to the right litter, as Carl said, and uh, I've had success with, you know, I, even I can't, uh, make a bad puppy out of a really good potential dog. So. Well, good homework produces good luck many times, too. Carl, out of all the litters you've seen in your bird dog life, and that's extensive, how many litters, and there's a, a litter of six, and all six of them made bird dogs, or all eight of them, or all four of them? Well, you know, a lot of them, but it depends on what you're asking. How many would make field trial champions? Now, that's a small number, right? Uh, in the retriever world, you know, if you get two field champions out of a, a breeding or more, that's great. But most of those dogs will hunt. You know, if they come from good pedigrees and they're raised right and they're exposed to birds and they're introduced to the gun and all those things properly, most all of those dogs will make dogs. Now, some will be better than others and some may not suit you if you're, you know, if they're a little shy and, you you know, you're shooting a lot of birds all year and they're not that big a hunter. They might not fit fit you. But um, with good breedings these days, very few dogs actually don't turn out to hunt at all if you're looking at, at the right bloodlines. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Keith? I, I was just going to add, you know, the socialization of the puppy is so important, too, because if, if you acquire a puppy and then that puppy sits in the kennel all day or doesn't get with other dogs or doesn't go to the supermarket with you and doesn't have all that stimulation, 
that's a big factor in, in how that puppy is going to develop and, and turn out, you know, in, in my belief. Yeah. So. You know, I've uh, going back to how a puppy looks, I've always, because I'm a Texas guy, I've always wanted the whitest puppy I can get out of the litter uh, because I just feel like maybe they run a little cooler than a darker dog, you know. Does that make sense? Um, maybe. It makes sense to you. That's fine. No, and that's all that matters, right? You know, a lot of people like the white dogs because they can see them. You know, you can argue a lot of deals. Again, it's, it's preference. Um, I do think, you know, if, it's obvious if you're in the sun um, and it's really hot, a darker dog is going to absorb more heat than a white one. Um, how much difference that makes running, I don't know. I think if you were field trialing or, or hunting hard every day, it could make a difference. Not only have I reasoned with myself that that dog's going to run cooler, but it's made it easier for me to pick pups through the years. I've picked a lot of puppies where I never saw the litter. I just tell them I want the whitest dog in the litter. And, yeah, it's worked out pretty good for me. I'm, I'm a good gambler, I guess. Sure. sure. And, and some, some of the, uh, the breeders will pick the puppy for you. So it's like yeah. this is going to be your dog, and uh, that's the way it's going to be, yeah. which is fine. I would, I would just build on one of Carl's points. We hunt a lot of grouse up in Minnesota. And if you have if if you have that shard hair that really blends in with the woods and you can't see it, that can be a challenge once in a while. But a, a little white on that dog or a white tail makes a big difference. Yep, it sure does. Hey, I appreciate your expertise, and I know you guys are uh, are fueling your dogs with the best. That pro plan just doesn't get any better. I think the last time I checked, Carl, 89% of the field trial champions across North America all pro plan dogs. Yeah, the people that that you know compete and make a living running dogs and competing dogs, the majority of those people, they, they don't want to skimp on the fuel. I mean, you put so much effort and time into all the things we're talking about, you know, genetics, um, training, all those things. Why, why not um, get the best nutrition for them, too? Hey, I appreciate it. And, uh, Keith, even without those GPS coordinates, I've got all off-season to study where you live. I'll see you in the Come on up. I guess the most important point that we got out of that whole conversation was do your homework. Take a look at those pedigrees. See what those dogs, what the parents have done, how they perform in the bird field if you're looking for a bird dog. Well, let's grab a fresh cup of coffee, and when we come back to the camp house here at the Vineyards Campground and Cabins on Grapevine Lake, Texas, we'll finish our conversation at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center with Director Tom Lang. I'm Caleb with the Midwestern State University Bass Team. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm catching big fish with Kinder Outdoors. When we're not on the road hunting or fishing America, Kinder Outdoors calls the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas, home. It has everything I need to prepare and broadcast coast-to-coast and border-to-border each week. Full hookups, cable TV, and 50-amp service at every RV site. Strong Wi-Fi that's powerful enough to ship Kinder Outdoors to you, no matter where you are in the U.S. or Canada. Most importantly, I can walk out of my fifth wheel and launch my boat at the Vineyards boat ramp without ever leaving the gated property. There's a sandy beach, a fully stocked camp store complete with firewood, groceries, and even commonly needed RV supplies. Rent a golf cart to make your way around this giant park located on the shores of Grapevine Lake, Texas. Every single cabin and RV is lakefront or lake view, and you're just blocks away from Main Street Grapevine with fantastic shopping and dining. 
As you can imagine, the Vineyards Campground and Cabin stays pretty busy, so why don't you block a little time right now at VineyardsCampground.com. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. The Moore family at Southwestern Parts and Service in Dallas has been specializing in fishing reel repair since 1970. Early on, fishermen nationwide recognized that Southwestern Parts and Service was dependable, honest, and very good at what they do. With the largest fishing reel parts inventory in the U.S. and even some inventory for obsolete and discontinued models. Yes, Grandpa's old reel sitting on the mantle can go back to work again. Southwestern Parts is recognized by folks like Shimano, Abu Garcia, Daiwa, Penn, and Zebco Quantum as an authorized warranty center. And labor on fishing reels is 1995 plus parts on most models, and that includes cleaning and lubrication. And with six full-time reel techs, Southwestern Parts and Service strives to get your equipment back into your hands quickly. Is your local reel shop having trouble finding parts for repair? We can help. Come see us at www.fishingreelrepair.com. That's fishingreelrepair.com, 214-630-8161. We do work for customers worldwide, and we can help you too. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Tis the season to be jolly. Deer season, turkey season, dove season, duck season, season backstrap. Come on in to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. Let's get back out to that Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens, Texas now and finish up our conversation with Director Tom Lang. Talking about the incredible success of the Texas Sherlunker program, you know it all starts right there at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center. 
there have been some awesome Sherlocker stories through the years, like catching offspring of Sherlockers, saying Sherlocker caught twice. That's happened several times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that there is a greater Sherlocker story anywhere than Lake Fork and O.H. Ivy. It just is jaw-dropping uh, what those lakes have done when they get on a roll. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Lake Fork is legendary for for. All obvious reasons. I mean, more than half of the Sherlockers that have come in have come from that lake alone. Yeah. And that says a lot to how that lake was set up from, from day one with progressive bass regulations to Florida stockings to uh, Habitat work to a great partnership with the Sabine River Authority. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that, who are also in the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame here at TFFC. And so, uh, and so you, you pair that together, and then you see the same thing happen in, in East Texas Reservoir. Also, great stuff happening in a West Texas reservoir where they're managing with droughts and water level changes and habitat changes. And so the different set of challenges, you know, that you see your fisheries biologists out there battling and trying to make great fishing in. And, and it happened and it's working, you know. And then learning from those for new reservoirs like we have coming on, yeah. right? Like Bodark Reservoir, yeah. for instance. So yeah. Bodark has only been stocked with Lone Star largemouth bass. Yeah. And and brooders that have uh, surplus brooders, and so all that habitat work that was done ahead of time, a great partnership there with North Texas Municipal Water District to do great habitat work to remove bass and and other fish in ponds that were going to get flooded, and to put back our better bass to put back these better fish so they get a jump on it. Man, I'm gonna tell you what, Bodark I think is really gonna be one that produces in the future some really mm-hmm. great great fish too, but. Ivy to Boda, and so and then uh, just so many great things come on. So it's a great place to live. It's a great place to be able to enjoy, and and great fisheries all over. You yeah. know, yeah. And look, I would say you can you can dream a big bass anywhere. You can catch them here. Yeah, you can actually catch them here <laughs> in the great state of Texas. One great thing about Lake Fork, you know, OH Ivy's been on fire and grabbing all the headlines now for the past few years, uh, but. Say what you will about live scope. It does allow you to see those blimps out ahead of you there and fish to those fish. Lake Fork did what it did pre-live scope. Guys just going fishing. And that, that, that says a lot. OH Ivy is on fire. What a quality lake. And we have seen anglers catching bass on OH Ivy from all over the United States. What a legend it's become. Oh, yeah, we've had our first angler from the state of Washington come in and catch one. <laughs> so, you know, of course, we've had Oklahoma and Kentucky and uh, folks just all over coming here and spending their dollars. And, and uh, they, they appreciate the, the effort and the work that's been done to make those fisheries and enjoy these great fisheries resources. And uh, I think Ivy is going to continue to produce for, for some time to come. And I think Fork's going to be back online here pretty quick. You know, it had a drawdown, mm-hmm. it changed habitat, it changed where the fish were. Um, might have missed a year class there, you know, but uh, been restocked and, and those things are coming on. I mm-hmm. think you've got a, a really good, strong year class of bigger fish coming up. Maybe not quite Sherlocker size yet, but yeah. you've got some good ones. And so you'll see that back online. But you got other lakes like Nacogdoches, like Eagle Mountain, mm-hmm. right? I mean, don't forget about Toledo. Never forget about Toledo yeah. Den. Last year we had Austin coming back on board. Yeah. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of great fishing out there in there's this lake. There's a lot of great fishing. The lake I grew up on, Possum Kingdom, produced a Sherlocker in this most recent Sherlocker season. Uh, Gary Klein and I were talking a year ago, 
And he said, you know what? He said, OHIV, uh, the parking lot, you know, looks like dollar day at the new car store. It's packed down there. It's hard to get out on the water uh, a lot of days. He said, but that means no one's at Possum Kingdom. And really, I just go up there and catch five-pounders and six-pounders and eight-pounders all day long. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I was fortunate to be able to manage Possum Kingdom for a few years and do my part there. And, and, uh, And PK was... Really struggling with golden algae fish kills, and uh, that was uh, it's it's a heck of a thing to try and to put your heart and soul into making a fishery, and then overnight it dies. Yeah, and uh, and we were able to to do some things there, and and, and had some luck with 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 golden algae. There hasn't been a whole lake kill in in a long time, and uh, but also to do some additional habitat work. To we we specifically targeted habitat projects in areas to try and hold fish and grow fish in areas that were less prone to golden algae historically uh, to try and get around that to actually manage through both stocking stripers believe it or not stocking stripers to change prey dynamics in that base to support big bass yeah we did that specifically in that lake uh and so those are things that you can be done and it worked i mean we had last year three three share lumpers come out of there too in the same day and um, and so those things all come together, you know. And so that's where your license dollars are going. You've got folks out there doing habitat work, thinking about these issues, how to attack these issues to make great fishing for you. So I love PK, you know. Yeah. It's a it's a great fishery. Uh, a lot of recreational boating. So when summer comes, you know, there's a lot of night fishing that yeah. goes on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a real neat lake, and of course, water helps. Yeah, I mean, that's right. and so it's like ivy. Water helps too there. So people say, well, "Why did ivy become such a hot lake?" Well, a couple things. One, you've got great first-class biologists down there in Lynn Wright, okay, and, and a great team: Charles Cruz and John Engel and Blake Thornton. You got a first-class team right down there, mm-hmm. and they're doing things right. They're making sure that the things that we can control, that we have some influence over, as fisheries scientists, as fisheries biologists. That we're putting our best foot forward. The genetics are there. The right stocking rates are there. Mm-hmm. Right habitat work is there. So those things are being done right. But there's a lot of things that are out of our control that we can't control when trying to make fisheries. Rainfall. <laughs> right. I can't make it <laughs> rain. I could do a truffle shuffle, but it's not going to work. <laughs> and so when those other things also align in our favor, you see really great things happen. Yeah. And you then, know, and then so, but you got to do your part. And yeah. so um, I'm proud of us. We've been doing our part out there. Our team's been doing their part. And those align with things that we, we can't control, and those go well for us too. Some really great things happen. So yeah. we're really happy about that. And frankly, the Sherlunker program, our anglers, our Sherlunker anglers, that are supporting the program, they're doing their part for the next generation too. They're yeah. helping us. So that we have the fish to be able to spawn and put them back. If it's not for our anglers doing that, if it's not for our industry partners yeah. that are providing great prizes and, and great thank yous to our anglers for sharing their fish. I mean, you're talking about somebody catching the fish of a lifetime. Yeah. On the best day of their life, what do they decide to do, Billy? Give it to you. So we can help somebody else have the best day of their life. That's right. Now, that's a really cool deal. And I don't know about you, but that's the kind of world I want to live in. Yeah, that's awesome. That's uh, very special. Come show your kids and grandkids like I've done through the years. I brought my son out, uh, but now brought the granddaughters out to the Freshwater Fishery Center, Texas Freshwater Fishery Center in Athens. It's a one of a kind. 
Uh, and make sure you shake Tom's hand, tell him thanks for the hard work they're doing uh, when you come out. Tom, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, and, and, and thank you to all of our Inland Fisheries team. Shake all one of their, every one of their hands and uh, make sure that you take time to make those memories and go do a little fishing. A world-class aquarium and education center, the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, well-stocked waters on the premises for you and your family to go fishing together. It's a great place, the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center. I want to say thank you to Director Tom Lang for hanging out with us, spending a little time with us today. Thank you, too. I really appreciate it. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together each and every week right here in this old camp house from the Vineyards Campground. Come back and see us next time. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Yeah.